Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 499, contains guest host Dahlia D, a name game, bringing in the bigs, and public displays of affection. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 499 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this fabulous, uh, 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 I think that I think I was trying to say episode is she she has me stumbling. That's what she does to me. Is the beautiful goddess. From the great white north. She is your most tempting Toronto tart. No? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She is everything you could possibly want in a cam model and a content creator. And even more, she is the poutine princess. She is not your mistress of moisture because she is the anti-squirta. From Alberta. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped. Can you tell? A little bit too much caffeine. It is Dahlia D. How are you doing, bro? The Toronto Tart. Yes, the tempting Toronto Tart. I like this. I thought you were going to say Toronto Twat. <laughs> oh, that would that would be rude. I would never do that. I, I kind of like it, though. Do you want me to call you a twat? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of into it. Okay. Let's be honest. I am kind of a twat. <laughs> it's fine. You said it, not me. That's all I'm saying. I, yeah. would, I would never call you that without your agreement to it. Well, you have it. You have okay. my consent. Twat. Anyway. Well, that was a good little pop on the end. That Thank was great. You very much. How are you doing? How are things? I am fantastic. I'm so freaking busy. I'm currently getting ready for Exotica, New Jersey, which I've never been to before. What? 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 I'm going to freak out. Ah, freak out. So (laughs) there are things that I would imagine because I would imagine you're flying. Yes. If there are things that Dick Dangle needs to bring to the convention for either you like at your hotel or you at the convention – Please don't hesitate to ask because I drive. I appreciate that. I think most of the stuff that I'm going to have to get there is going to be like cam tools because I've been warned many times over not to cross the border with any sex toys in my suitcase. Okay. So it's going to just be basic like cam equipment, like the most basic, like I'm Essentially trying to pack like a business person who needs to do Zoom calls for work. Ah, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So 
once I get to the convention, I'm going to have to buy a paddle and a ring gag. So, like, I don't know if you have one of those laying around. A, a ring what? A ring gag. Like a ball gag? Yeah, but it's a ring, not a ball. How does that work? It's like a O gag. Have you ever... Dick. <sighs> <laughs> Am I disappointing you right now? You need to watch more porn. I guarantee no one has ever said that to you in your life, but I'm telling you right now, you need to watch more porn. Okay, well, as you talk about what you may need... I will look this stuff up. And so a ball gag is like a ball, right, right. in your mouth. <laughs> I attached can't disagree. Right. to a strap, right? right? Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. A ring gag is also attached to a strap, but it's like a big O. Interesting. All right. And then there's straps that come out on either side, and it holds your mouth open, and your teeth go around the ring, and it, like, uh, holds your mouth open. Uh. Okay. That is the visual I needed because – I couldn't quite figure out how the ring would work, but now that right. you say it that way, it makes sense. Yeah, it like goes between your teeth. And then there's a ring gag that has like legs on it that also holds your lip out of the way. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's a spider gag. Oh, neat. Educating Dick Dangle. The site that I am on actually does not have ring gags, but they do have a ball gag. They do have... A oh, it's a breathable ball gag. It has the, oh, the one with the holes in it. It's correct. like a like a ping pong ball. Yeah, basically. And they also have a rose gag. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. But you need a ring gag. I do need a ring gag because okay. I like to be gross and like move my tongue around in it and like drool all over the place and stuff. And it just works better with a ring gag. Okay, I, I will do my research for you. I mean, I'm sure someone there will have a paddle. That's not even a question. Yeah, I'm really not worried about either of these things. I definitely plan on, like, picking them up when I get there. Okay. Because I want to do, like, a lap yeah. of the convention before I, like, start camming and all that stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. I need to buy a paddle. I am so excited to see you there. I am so excited also. Yes, it's going to be a great time. I've been thinking of all of the ridiculous photos we're going to have to take together. Like, I'm going to hand my phone to someone and be like, hey, will you take some photos of us? And then I'm going to climb you like a set of monkey bars. I hope you're ready for that. I am ready. I've been uh, stretching and, <laughs> and uh, doing squats and stuff like that because I truly do have to get used to people jumping at me. Yeah. You know, like I Especially haven't seen me. you. Yeah, like I haven't seen you in so long. Ah, and they just come running at me and jump at me. So uh I, I have to be physically prepared for that. You yeah, you should definitely do some yoga like the days leading up to it. Because I'm actually known at the expo for what has been affectionately dubbed the Dahlia Glomp hug. Okay. <laughs> so if I see somebody I recognize at an expo, I like run and will like jump on you. And I don't like keep a low center of gravity because I do not care. I will knock you to the ground. Okay. I will give you a concussion. Right. Should have worn a helmet, scrub. I, I will bring my hockey helmet just to be safe. <laughs> that could be the video where you kind of give me that, <gasps> and I see you, and I hurry up and put on the helmet. You know, you just run and grab me and take me to the ground and hug. Hilarious. Like yes. It. Okay. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get glomped. I. Will be honored to be glomped. You just add yourself to the list, the very short list of people who have gotten a glomp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
goodness. Well, fine listeners, as you could tell, we are off to a stellar start with this episode. But what do you get with the rest of it? It is just Dahlia D and I. And we are going to talk articles. We are going to talk about a recent tweet that I saw. And I want to get Dahlia's uh, feelings on what was said. Oh my God, let's talk about our feelings. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Here we go. And, <laughs> and, you know, there'll be some other fun stuff along the way, of course. But the first thing I want to get to is something that I brought up the last episode with the lovely Madeline Ray. <gasps> <sighs> Dahlia D, I have a new Dick Dangle persona. Uh oh. Yes. So another one. Another one. So let's recap. There is Dick Dangle. There right. is the regular old Dick. Regular old Dick. There is Dick Rigid, the angry Dick. There is the passive aggressive Dick Al Dente. <laughs> of course, there is Old Man Dangle, which I had a lot of fun doing that with. Madeline Ray because she had not heard Old Man Dangle. That has just been between us. So now he has expanded. Oh my god, you're cheating on me with Madeline <laughs> Ray. <laughs> I thought I thought Dingle Dangle was my thing. Well, I mean it was just a one-time thing, baby. He'll, he'll come back to you. <laughs> well, this may actually make you cry. This is the new dick dangle persona Uh uh-oh as i told the listeners last episode i record the actual opening the intro to the show last because i don't know exactly how conversations are going to go and i want to make sure that i give a fairly good synopsis of what we talk about in the teaser opening right and i mispronounce my name pardon i mispronounce my own name how the F we're on episode 499. How did you mispronounce your name? Because I try to say things quickly. I do it in the show as well. Like I did basically in the opening of this show where I stumble over things because I'm trying to speak too fast. I thought you said it was because I was so beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, baby, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> which can we just sidebar really quick sure episode 499 you know where we are right now dick i believe you are in canada and i'm in pittsburgh no no oh, what? like where we are with the show we're one episode behind the most momentous episode that there is okay thus far in the history of the dick dangle show that is true we're like you know when you're right about to come <laughs> okay that's where we are right now Ah, okay we're not quite the uh, okay we're like the uh this is the break in rhythm legs are starting to stiffen like you know it's coming yeah like you're kind of holding your breath like it's there you just got to get it. Yes. That's where we are right now. Okay. Just uh. That's right. We're at the, oh, my, oh my God, I'm going to, that's where we're at, right there. Yeah. Or the, I'm, I... 
Yeah. I'm glad you feel the same way I do about four ninety nine. That's the first thing that I thought about. I was like, oh, my God, we're almost the cum shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so excited. <laughs> and it's going to be a great show. There is no doubt in my mind. So are you ready to hear the name? I guess. Dip Dangle. No. Totally. So here is... Well, I, sh- I should say, here are the two things that I thought of, and here's what Madeline Ray thought of. Wait, can I tell you what I think of when oh, I yeah, hear please. dip dangle? Yes. I think of like a rootin' tootin' cowboy with like a big mouthful of chewing tobacco. This is unbelievable. Why? That is almost exactly what Madeline Ray said. type for co-hosts or what i am telling you she basically said uh what she envisions is like an appalachian backwoods kind of a a um a moonshiner but he has yeah. a dip in yes like talking around like the mouthful of dip just like just like well, i don't know if i'll take them cows out to pasture later on today <laughs> around the mountains <laughs> you know okay that's Oh, my God. That is so funny. I need to, like, virtually high-five her now. Yes, please do. That is really, really funny. Through the internet. That's so funny. What was your – what do you think of when you think of of Dip Dangle? What I thought of was a clown character. Ooh. Because he could speak in a very – hello, everybody. No, that would be, like, Dingle Dangle. That's a Dingle Dangle? Okay. That's got to be, like, Dingle Dangle. The other one is it's like a clown name. It, it is a it is a clown name. I'm a clown name. The other one is the uh, very heavy lispy kind of the uh, character from Ice Age voice. Oh, like Sid. Sid. Sid the Sloth. Oh. So those were the two that I thought of, but apparently, you guys have made it a majority vote. And I now have to learn a quality Appalachian accent. Yeah, you really do. Because that's the first thing I think of when I think of dip is just people with gross shit in their mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> from, from a woman from a country that has poutine. <gasps> you did uh, oh, not. Oh, I did. Did you just diss poutine? Yeah. Are you comparing poutine to dip, dick? <laughs> Just to upset you. I swear. I've never even had it. <gasps> Is that worse? That's worse. Oh, no. Oh, oh my heart. Damn. Well, Dick bring... Rigid just came and punched me in the soul. <laughs> well, you just bring some with you. How have you never tried poutine? Uh, because I think I've been to Canada twice in my life. Okay, wait, is this one of those things that, like, they literally don't have it in the States? Like, you guys don't have it at all? Not in our area. I believe if you are in, like, Minnesota, Wisconsin, up in that area, maybe even, like, the upper parts of Michigan, yes. Yeah. But not around Maine, no. Oh, my God. I saw somebody the other day, one of my fans sent me a photo of a poutine that they got at a carnival truck in 
New Mexico. Okay. So it's like a thing that happens, but like you've never even seen it. No, never, never even seen it live. Oh my god! I know. I'm okay, so you need to make it. <laughs> okay. You need to make one and report back. Okay, I can do that. No, like we can't be friends if you haven't eaten poutine. That's like the rules. Okay. I'm just saying, there's a time limit on this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have an expiration date if you don't eat a poutine. Okay. I I promise I will do my best to make and eat and review poutine. Do you know what it is? No. <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Without, like, without even thinking about it or, like, Googling it. Okay. Describe what you think poutine is. The national Canadian dish. What do you think poutine is? I, I, I honestly don't know. My guess is it's probably either covered in, like, gravy or sauce. Okay. But beyond that, I don't know. I don't Why know. Why do you go for gravy or sauce? Are Canadians just, like... What? <laughs> they are when they talk to me. Hey, hey. don't I know it? <laughs> it seems like most regional foods that are very popular are like that. That's true. Yeah, because I don't know if you are familiar with what is known as a hot brown. Yeah, every morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is a hot brown uh it is a delicacy to use a term uh around kentucky around like the louisville kentucky area but what is it made of it is an open-faced turkey sandwich okay with bacon and a delicate mornay sauce and it originated from the Brown Hotel. My friend that I went on vacation with told me all about it. And there are different variations of it. But the sandwich bread is like Texas toast. It's really, really thick. And it's usually covered in some kind of cheese sauce, something like that. And it, it was good. But uh, I had never heard of it before that. Oh, my God. Yeah. A hot brown. A hot I'm going to start telling people I ate a hot brown for lunch. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that Discord conversation. <laughs> People are going to start being very concerned for me. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you think that gravy is involved. That's like your – that's the most you're coming up with here. Yeah, like a gravy or cheese sauce, something like well, that. I don't know, but it's saucy for sure. Okay. Poutine, it's got to be. <laughs> okay, so poutine okay. is – French fries. Now, okay. personally, my favorite is chip truck French fries, you know, with like the skin still on them. Ah, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you get some good chip truck French fries. And then you get cheese curds, like actual curds, mozzarella okay. curds. All right. The ones that squeak in your teeth. Yeah. They have to squeak. That's like a, it's bare minimum. Your cheese has to squeak or it's not fresh. Gotcha. And then you douse it in beef gravy. Oh, okay. I had the gravy. Okay. That is poutine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, minus the cheese curds I'm in. What? Well, well, I have lactose issues. It's so worth it, though. <laughs> you eat the poutine, and then you have the hot brown. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. <laughs> wow. This was the 
food segment of Dangling After Dark. I can't believe you never tried. I'm like offended, to be honest. Well, there is a very regional famous sandwich in Pittsburgh from a restaurant called Primani's. And they are famous for making like a Texas toast sandwich. And it is a gigantic stack of whatever meat you enjoy, like either pastrami or turkey, anything like that. Do they serve dick? Well, when I go in there and eat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the meat I enjoy. Oh, I gotcha. Well, that's uh, you may have to make that off-site. <laughs> um, and then they put a heaping helping of coleslaw and then french fries on that. So the sandwich is, you know, probably six to eight inches thick. It's quite a bit. And that is a local delicacy, and it's one that I kind of go, meh, but it's famous. I've never understood the appeal of putting French fries on a sandwich. Yeah, it's it's carbs. But... Like if you think about it, like there is no sandwich in existence that has potato in it. I think there's a reason for that. It's because it's fucking gross. <laughs> well, you would have to try it. I am so offended that you would even say that. Are you? See how that works? No. Okay. <laughs> It's fries and cheese and gravy. There's no way anybody is comparing that to dip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. Fantastic. It's the item that the only use for it is to spit it out. And that's nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. (laughs) Well, now we know what offends Dahlia D. Oh, my God. It doesn't take much. You just have to... Not like gravy and cheese, I guess. Yeah, all right. No, there, there it is. But he's I affected. found he's <laughs> but I found something that kind of offended me, but didn't, and I want to bring it to you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm ready to get mad. Let's go. A person on Twitter that <gasps> was reposting different things that you know they agreed with. Mm-hmm. Reposted it. I'm not gonna say who it is. Because it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I'll find them. But here's what they said. Any dude looking to join the adult industry, we got enough. The world needs plumbers. Shift for your interest elsewhere. What? <laughs> I think... Is this a male performer? Uh, it is a man, yes. Okay. Well, I would like to just set the record straight. And just throw this out there. We don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are not enough men in this industry, truly. Yeah, I did an interview with Danny Steele, and he said the exact same thing. He said that there are women who are looking for dependable male performers, regular guys. Uh-huh that aren't known that are that can just be there be reliable talent for someone either on cam or for clips so this is something that i have been ranting from the rooftops about you're going to hear me talk about it a lot more in the future i guarantee it i am so hurt by the lack (laughs) of serious male talent out there because everyone And their wiener wants to become like a porn star, but nobody actually wants to put the work in right? because it is work. 
And you just don't see men that have the hustle of a cam girl slash OnlyFans content creator slash amateur porn star. You know, yeah. like the girls are out here, we hustling, <laughs> you know, we go so hard and we're constantly, you know, promoting our brand, performing on cam, this and that. There's not enough guys that do the same thing. And there's not enough diversity within the pool of available men. Yeah. Well, at all. Yeah. And I think part of it is also this narrative, because I think most men who go, I think I'd kind of like to try it. What they see are body types and organ types that aren't like theirs. Uh-huh. And then there's this narrative where it's the, listen, we don't need you. It's really difficult. Don't even bother trying. And- Which I think is so shitty. Like that yeah. for me is the same as any girl that's like, get a real job, sweetie. Right. You know, I don't. I always support if somebody wants to do this and get into this, as long as they know the facts and they know like fully what they're getting into. Right. Be supportive. Don't tear people down. There's no reason for it. It it makes me wonder why it was said. Because somebody is an insecure little baby bitch. Oh my. Yeah. It's the only reason. It's the only reason to try and discourage other people from being in the industry that you are allegedly succeeding in. Yeah. The only reason that you would say something like that and be like, we don't want you is because you are insecure and afraid of other people taking your clout and your bag. And if you're that worried about it, it's already happened. Absolutely. Like if you're that insecure, like we don't want you. Right. And also you're a bitch. (laughs) I'm glad that you fall on the same side of this argument as I do. I had a feeling you would, but it just, it gave me an opportunity to basically say, listen, men, if you think this is something that you could be good at, be professional about, and maybe even quote unquote succeed at, depending on how you define succeeding then don't let stuff like that stop you. No. If this is your passion and you think you can do it right, give it a shot. Don't be that person that goes, I wonder if. And I really want to throw out something to what you had mentioned a couple minutes ago about a lot of guys won't start because the existing pool is all a specific body and or organ type right that is the problem yes (laughs) we need more diversity in the male talent pool we need more regular sized dicks we need more fat guys we need more dudes that look different and don't fit the you know box of ripped college dude with a fat schlong (laughs) because that's all we have That's all we have. And I have made it. I don't know if anybody has been following my journey or paying attention to this, but I've been making it my mission to try and find a fat man who is also a content creator slash porn star. And I am striking out. And I think the problem is that so many of you are so not confident in yourselves 
to the point where you see that and you're like, oh, no one wants to see that. But yes, we fucking do. Right. You know what? It's you bring up a great point because when it comes to what all the guys look like, it reminds me of the way it was through uh, like the 90s into the 2000s where all of the famous performers had a very specific body type. They had no tattoos. Uh, they were blonde. It they, looks like Harvard class of 2023 just got out. Right. Yeah. It is definitely Stepford wife syndrome. Totally. And I think that is where the issue lies with the male talent population. Because, Absolutely. you know, they're all, you know, 5% body fat, gigantic hanging dongs. And, you know, they may have tattoos because tattoos have become so mainstream in culture, but they all have a very specific body type. Absolutely. And, you know, what's crazy is that, unfortunately, it's the male taste that has kind of directed that. A little bit, for sure. Because, so like... Back when porn started becoming like a mainstream thing, you had two cookie cutter genders, right? Mm -hmm. You had your blonde chicks with the fake tits and you had your cookie cutter college looking dudes with the big schlong. And that was pretty much like it. Yeah. Right. And then male consumers started going, you know, maybe we'd like to see some girls with black hair or, you know, goth chicks or fat girls or you know they there was a demand for variety in female performers right but even though there's a demand for variety in male performers from what the women want to see nobody gives a fuck about what the women want to see because we're not seen as a demographic that consumes porn correct so you guys are fucking yourselves I couldn't have put that any better because that was kind of my underlying thought in bringing this to the listeners. It is, listen, as this is a male-driven viewership occupation, there are so many women that watch adult content and they don't want the same guy over and over again. We don't. And honestly, why do you? Don't right. you want to find somebody that looks like you for POV scenes? Yes. Like, I don't, I've never understood that. Like, you'll see these guys and they're like, like ripping apart other performers or whatever that like don't fit their standards. And I'm like, but you're a fat chode living in your mom's basement. Right. Like, I want to see more fat chodes living in their mom's basement on camera. Right. Because that reflects the viewers. <laughs> 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 I think that might be the title of the episode. We'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, yeah, no, it should be. This is such an important issue for me. And like the more women I've talked to in this industry about this, because I've reached out to several performers being like, Hey, does anybody know like a fat guy that fucks? And nobody does. Mm. But all of the women that I talk to are like, oh, my God, yes. Like, we need that. We need more diversity in the male talent pool. We need more, you know, representation. But when I talk to the guys about it, they're like, mm, yeah, that makes sense. I could I could see why they wouldn't want to get on camera. Right. It's such oh, it's such a weird backwards thing. Agreed. Yeah, I think it also shows that men can also be 
in that emotional state when it comes and like the vast majority, the vast percentage can be that way when it comes to how they view their own body. So many of you, and this is actually such a huge problem that I'm, I'm really starting to wrap my head around because of all of this and because of my search for, you know, BBM, <laughs> I guess it would be big, big, beautiful men. Is that how about BBD big, beautiful dudes, big, beautiful dudes. <laughs> Yeah, like in my search for the BBD, I'm really honestly realizing that it doesn't exist because so many of you guys are ashamed of your bodies. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me because we love the chonky boys. That's right. (laughs) We do. I can name probably, you know, 20 girls on my fingers that are performers that are like, I love tubby boys. I am, as you finish this show, that list better be in my inbox. <laughs> I don't think you count as the kind of tubby that I'm talking about, though. You haven't seen me in person. I've seen photos, though. Yeah, that's true. You're definitely more dad bod than fat boy. Okay. All right. Like, when I'm talking, like, fat boy, I'm talking, like, a big fucking guy. Okay. Like, at least 300 pounds of ah. pure fuck machine. <laughs> Is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, the call has gone out, listeners. I'm just saying it, it has because, and you know what? You'll always get those fucking those guys in your inbox. They're like, "Oh, I'm fat. Would you fuck me on camera?" <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about guys that have the confidence to put themselves on cam and market themselves as a luxury item. Ooh, the same way that cam girls do. I like it. I would love to see it. So would I, actually. Right? It kills me to not see that representation because, like, honestly, no matter what your body looks like, there should be representation for you. Yes. There should be. And it's so hard to find. Just like it's hard to find clothes for fat guys, it's hard to find porn for fat guys. And it's fucking unfair. Yeah, good clothes for big guys is very difficult. And I would actually put... Like dad bod right below it. Because oh, yeah. we are such a unique shape. It's true. And it's really annoying not to be able to find decent and within reason affordable clothes. It's so true. Once you get over like an extra large. Oh, it's horrible. It's game over. You're limited to t-shirts and basketball shorts and that's pretty much it. And even t-shirts. Like I wear a 2X. Right. And either the shirts are super wide, so when you put your hands over your head, it looks like you're wearing a crop top. Yeah. Or they're super narrow and very long. So and you're wearing it, dress. Yeah, it, it looks absolutely horrible. And especially like the modern t-shirt, it's that super soft, see-through cotton material, and it's oh, yeah. not good. No, it's not. It's so unfair. And like, like I said, I'm fully a chubby chaser. So like (laughs) whenever like I'm dating somebody in my personal life or whatever, they do tend to be on the chubbier side. And like, you know, I, I would love to just like go out for a nice dinner and be able to like wear nice outfits. And it's so fucking hard to find those. And it's like, it's just overall, I feel like I don't, I want to say it's like a different side of gender inequality. Mm, Okay. Like, you guys do not have 
people tailoring to your bodies the way that women do. Oh, definitely not. You look at any clothing commercial. If it has a guy in it, he's six to a hundred and sixty pounds. Hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, it's just ugh, that sucks so bad to see and especially in porn representation because like like I said like there's so many of us that are attracted to these different body types and we're just not getting to see them. Right. Y'all need to get a little confidence. Yes. It's all sexy baby. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening and the the response that I get a whole lot too is you know like oh well you just haven't seen me. <laughs> it's like I don't give a fuck what you look like. Right. If you have the confidence and the swag and the not give a fuck you can pull it off. There it is. Just like any female body type can make it in porn, yeah. any male body type can make it in porn. You just have to fucking try. And I am at the point now where I don't give a gosh darn. Well, that's it. And you can't. Yeah. You know, you can't. If you care, then it lets it in and you're done before you started. Correct. Exactly. You got to just own it. Oh, I'm working hard to own it, my friend. Well, you should. We need more people like you. We need more like you and fatter. Okay. <laughs> in the industry. Well, give me some time. I'm in a good mental space. When I'm not, then I'll become that guy. <laughs> you'll try poutine and then you'll you'll blow right up. I don't know. It'll be great. Food that squeaks doesn't sound good to me. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So I'm actually very glad I brought that to the show. I am, too, because that person is dead wrong, and I kind of want to know who they are so I can reply to their tweet all angry-like. Be like, you're dumb. Yes. You big dummy bitch. You you big dumb dummy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. If you're listening to this and that was your tweet, you're Big dumb bitch. You're, you're a big dumb dummy. Yeah. All right. You you told him. I told him. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I'm like a chihuahua that just like chased away the mailman. That's right. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Give me my letter. Yeah. <laughs> are, <laughs> are you ready to dive into an article? <gasps> I'm always ready to dive in. All right, Dick. So, let me ask a question first. Okay. What are your feelings on public displays of affection? I feel like there's a fine line. Same. Okay. What what do you think? I feel like, you know, giving your partner a kiss or holding hands or like snuggling a little bit is fine. Okay. But honestly, if you're doing anything more than making out, you should probably be charging for it. So (laughs) You're always about the bank, baby. Yeah, that's it. None of us should be getting a free show. You should be doing that in a booth and charging people $5 a minute to see. Isn't that kind of like a free OnlyFans, though? Mm, No, it's still paid. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, first of all, we don't want to see it. But second of all, if you're going to be doing it, you might as well be charging for it. You know? Do we not want to see it? I think it's... The right, the right place, the right time, the right energy. I, I think want. the kind of people that are popping into your mind when you're imagining public, like PDA, right. 
is not the kind of people that tend towards ah, PDA. Oh, uh, yeah, there you got a point. You know, I feel like expectations do not live up to reality in that case. And then you end up just watching, like, two really haggard-looking people just fucking on the subway. <laughs> like, this is not what I imagined! But I'm still watching and maybe taking pictures. <laughs> well, this article comes from lovehoney.com and it is debunked America's PDA preferences. All right. While the likes of Courtney Kardashian and Travis Scott have seemingly made public displays of affection cool again, how does the rest of America feel about public displays of affection? To find out, we've spoken to over 2,000 Americans to ask how comfortable they feel when it comes to PDA in all sorts of different situations, from sports events to family gatherings. That one's kind of weird because we do talk about the adult industry. We also asked what types of PDA make them the most uncomfortable and the reasons why they might feel a little awkward about these public displays of intimacy. So situations where Americans feel the most uncomfortable watching PDA. Are you ready? What is yours before you start? Where do you draw the line? Where do you think it starts becoming a little gross? Uh, in front of family. That's it. You can be as gross as you want as long as your family's not around. Yeah. Say you're like sitting on the bus and there's a couple across from you. Okay. And they've started making out. And they're progressively getting hotter and heavier as they go. At which point do you start going, uh, <laughs> maybe I should change seats? Probably once I have finished masturbating. <laughs> because for most things, I kind of have the feeling of do what you want, but know what you're doing. So you would fully be a-okay and not uncomfortable at all with a random couple just fully fucking in front of you on the bus? Probably not. At which point does it become weird for you, though? Well, if I'm sitting by a family member, like I said, you know, if it's in front of family, it's like, Mama Dangle, I am so sorry. You have There's to no family this. around, Dick. It's you and a weird, haggard couple. <laughs> And they're they're going to town on each other. Is he like able to perform? Like, yeah, like sure. Actually... He's fucking rock. He's torqued. Okay. <laughs> then probably at the point where if he like pulls out and puts on a show to finish, so genitals have to be exposed for you to be uncomfortable. Not even that. Just like fluid. Like yeah. if he's like, oh, yeah, here comes baby. And he pulls out and he hoses her down like that. I'd be like, OK, that's enough. But if he gives her a cream pie and she just pulls up her panties and goes about her day. So you're oh, wow. Yeah. You're very lenient. Well, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> who am I to stop what love is to somebody? A citizen with a real life. <laughs> Holy shit. Why I don't... Do you know when it becomes uncomfortable for me? Please. The second anyone starts moaning. <laughs> okay. So are they able, if they are able to be fairly discreet about what they are doing. Right. As long as they're not moaning. 
Yeah. So, okay. So say going back to the bus example, right? You've okay. got this couple sitting beside you. If they're being totally on the down low about it and like totally discreet, like you said, and you're kind of sitting there and you're like, is that guy getting a handy on the bus right now? Right. Like, okay, fine. You're gross, but fine. But the second, if that couple starts making out and the girl's like, Ugh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, okay, you two. Get the fuck off the bus. You need a, a spray bottle like you use for animals. 100%. Like, no. Bad. <laughs> it's the moaning for me. I feel like that is too intimate for strangers to be comfortably witnessing. I don't, When it comes to stuff like that, there's always uh. there's a, a part of my brain that wants to make it humorous and it's not even to diffuse the situation it's to make them realize that like i would start moaning back right thing. yeah exactly like sitting by myself like ah, ah, oh yeah ah. <laughs> you know but yeah that's where i draw the line I'm curious to hear where America draws the line. Yes. And you know where I tell the person beside me, turn the flashlight on your phone and we're going to pretend we're filming this. Yeah. You know, and I'll have my phone out and be like, good, excellent. All right. Now turn a little bit this way. I need more light. And the person, you know, gets closer with the flashlight. Like that's Amazing. what I would do. You know, That's freaking hilarious. Thank you. So 83% said they would be most uncomfortable if it was in front of family. Okay, so you're right there with them. Right. 79% at a meal with others. 78% on <laughs> public transport. Okay, why are you laughing? Because I'm just picturing, like, can you please put your dick away, Billy? I'm trying to eat my fucking tortellini. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> 78% on public transport. 78% also said in front of coworkers. Okay, that one, like if I had, if I was younger and I had a regular job, I would probably actually put that one under in front of family. Oh God. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like I could never be sexual in front of my coworkers ever. Okay. How about this one? 77% <laughs> said they would be most uncomfortable in front of friends. You know, same thing. I could just, I could never imagine even being naked in front of coworkers or friends. And that's strange considering your line of work. That's the joke, Dick. Oh. <sighs> get it? I'm like, <laughs> I could <laughs> never be naked in front of my coworkers. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> it's okay. You're tired. <laughs> no, that was me selling that joke, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> Acting. Oof. So basically, people are like, if I know the person, I'm not down to witness PDA around them. Is that what the article is saying? Basically. Hmm. But they also asked about situations where Americans feel the most comfortable watching PDA. Ew. 30% said at a meal with a partner. And I would imagine this is. At most, heavy petting. This isn't like penetrative running a train on someone's sex. No, but even when you're like making out, I'm telling you, it's the moan. It's the moan. I think you're right. 
when the moaning starts, that's when it becomes very uncomfortable. The next two, actually the next three, I enjoy because they all fall into the, typically fall into the same realm. Okay. 30% said they'd be comfortable watching it in a club. Okay, yeah. 26% said at a festival or concert. Yep. Which probably means they may have been drinking. Uh-huh. And either they're going to fall over or it's so obnoxiously, gregariously over the top that it's comical. There's always that couple at the show. Oh, 100%. Always. And 25% said on kiss cams. Does that does that count? Um I feel like that's what they're for. It is I I'm not okay. Can I Do you can, think anybody disagrees with kiss cams? Do you think anybody's like, "Ew. Oh, kiss cams make me uncomfortable." Oh, I've seen it happen live of people they've shown on cam. And mm. people that I've sat by who watched it. Oof. Yeah. Where the people are like, oh, this is just, and, and you know, it's just the sweetest, you know, 100 year old couple. And then they put the camera on him and he gives her a peck on the cheek and the crowd cheers. And it's literally the person sitting beside me going, that's, that, that's just wrong. You're making them do that. I don't need to see that. Uh, and, I hate people sometimes. Yeah. And I've seen it where, a guy has gone in for a kiss and the woman either wasn't paying attention and didn't realize she she was on cam or maybe it was a date and he thought, oh, this is funny. And he goes in and she's like, oh, no, like, <laughs> like, that's not what I want at all. Oh, right. Oh, it's it's funny when it happens. I have seen a few of those on like YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, can I. Uh, so let me get to the last one, but we're going to okay. go back to kiss camps because I got a story. And 24% said they would be comfortable watching it of people just walking down the street. And typically those are just a nice peck on the cheek, maybe a little bit longer of a kiss, but, you know, head on the shoulder, you know, hands in a back pocket, stuff like that. See, I think all of that stuff is totally appropriate. It's literally until you start moaning. It's the moan. It's the moan. As soon as you're moaning, you need to get a bedroom. Yes. Okay, I need to hear your kiss cam story. Did you get violently rejected? Uh, better. <gasps> Many years ago, uh, I was dating someone, and she had Penguins season tickets, hockey tickets. Okay. And we went to a couple games, and we never were on the kiss cam. The breakup was, uh, for me, debilitating. Okay. So... I end up getting like a half, back when it was affordable, a half season package. And I want to say this was like 2007, six, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I actually would take people that didn't have an opportunity to go to a lot of games. So it was coworkers, friends, things like that. Right. So I take a coworker with me and we are sitting in my seats and the kiss cam comes up. And it's my ex-girlfriend. <gasps> and she is sloppy drunk. And she is just, she's on him. She is on the guy that she is there with. And then they kiss. And she's like, woo, you know, afterwards. And 
the my friend, my coworker, sitting beside me is like, I didn't need to see that. I went, that was my ex girlfriend, and the entire group of people around me were like, was like, oh my god. <laughs> the guy, this one guy was like, I'm gonna buy you a beer. I'm like, I don't drink beer, but thank you very much. I appreciate that. Like, I've never seen a group of people feel so bad. That's <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not a fan of kiss cams. I think they should all be abolished. Gosh. <laughs> You are that guy. I am that guy. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> now, who is most likely to feel comfortable watching PDA? Old men. Gender? Women. What? Age over 45. Okay. They define their sexuality as bisexual. Relationship status, living with partner, and star sign, Capricorn or Taurus. Oh, my God. We're getting real specific with this. Right? Damn. Who is... They're like, by the way, what's your sign? That's right. (laughs) You're a Libra. What kind of survey was this? How do you feel about PDA? Are there any specific places that you're comfortable with PDA? What's your horoscope? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the general stuff. Like, uh, what's your gender? What's your age? Sexuality? You know, that's the stuff they throw in at the end. Right. Blood type. Right. Last three digits of your credit card. Right. Social security number. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if you can figure this one out. Who is most likely to feel uncomfortable watching PDA? See, I thought it would have been old ladies. Okay. But apparently they're just out here spectating. Yes, they are watching it. They're like, ah, I want, I want to get in that. Dampen the pants. That's right. <laughs> Gender, men. <gasps> no, you'd think they'd be into it, right? Like just playing a little ball hockey in your pocket, right? Yeah, he'd be like, "You get it, you get it." Yeah. Age. 35 to 44. Huh. That is so interesting. Yeah. They define their sexuality as asexual. Oh, okay. There's that. Yeah. So incels, probably. Relationship status, married. (laughs) 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 And the star sign most uncomfortable with watching PDA, Libras. That is so funny. Yeah. Huh. Damn. Now, people were most comfortable watching Engage in PDA. So you are actively watching somebody do this. Okay. Who are you comfy watching? Right. Right. 79% are cool with close friends. Okay. Get ready. 77% say they're cool with parents. So this is definitely not heavy petting. No. I hope not. God, no. I want to smell those fingers when you're done. Ew! (laughs) Look, even even me. And 76% said they are cool with watching their grandparents. No. No, we're talking about cute, wholesome PDA. We're not talking about the moaning. That's right. Still want to smell those fingers. So people who are least comfortable watching Engage a PDA, 
30% agree that they do not want to watch Strangers, which, really? 30% said colleagues, and 26%, this one I'm going to have to agree with, siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Like I said, it's the moan. It is the moan. I'll watch anyone do anything, but the second you guys start moaning, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm definitely not smelling any fingers. Oh, come on. It's horrific. If I had my own convention... That would be the name of it. What? Sniff my fingers? Smell my fingers. Adult convention. Adult convention, yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny, but I do. My evening has been ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Between me not having eaten poutine and me saying things about smelling parents and grandparents fingers you are out you are done granny looks like she shoved her hand in a vat of american cheese (laughs) is there any macaroni in there you you stop it right now we are all adults (laughs) but when i listen back to the show when i edit it we are far from adults (laughs) she's not gonna make it to 500 folks oh Oh, i can't i'm gonna get right to the end of the cum shot and i'm gonna have a ruined orgasm (laughs) that's what's gonna happen you're just gonna stop stroking and walk away it's gonna be like "Ah, ah, ah, ah." oh i hate it when that happens right you know when that happens the most for me what like six shots into a night really yeah I get like I don't think right. I've ever had that happen. Yeah, I get like right there, and then it goes away, and I get right there, and it's really, really annoying. Don't ever do cocaine. I heard that that does that to you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and whiskey. Well, that's my thing is whiskey. Oh well, that's why. Yeah. God damn it! My just push and rope. Whiskey dick has well, it gets hard. It just doesn't finish like at all. Like it is. Oh just, my god! It's just there. Is Whiskey Dick going to be a persona now? I'm writing it down as we speak. He's like Dip Dangle's cousin. You're right. From Texas. (laughs) Whiskey Dick. Yeah, I don't know what accent, because if Dip Dangle has that Appalachian accent, I don't know what accent I want to give Whiskey Dick. I have to think about it. (laughs) Something soft. (laughs) Something soft. Like a man bun wearing guy. Oh no. Where he drinks whiskey, but only if it's like an old fashioned. He never <gasps> just drinks it. What do you have against the man bun? Because I can't wear one. Oh, so you're jealous. Oh, 100%. No, it oh, looks horrible. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What? It looks horrible. <gasps> <laughs> I'm saying all the wrong things in this episode. Oh my God. This episode is just titled Dick Turns Off Dahlia. <laughs> again, and again and again. I love man buns, for the record. Why? I don't know. They just look like a sexy little samurai. <laughs> a little samurai lumberjack bitch boy. Get over here. <laughs> how, come, <laughs> how come everything ends in bitch boy? I don't know. It's just like my thing, I guess. All right. Just make it sure. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> You have to admit. <laughs> what? 
It's, it's like an app title for the man bun, right? <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because my partner has a man bun and he has the entire time we fit together. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Oh, it's okay. He won't listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling there was a reason you liked it. and That would be it. No, I don't know. I will say... It takes a certain amount of swag to rock a man bun because you know, you know that people are going to shit on you. You have to be ready for it. Well, it's the perfect dichotomy of what a man is now because it's, I'll give you a couple examples. So like for a man bun, it's the, listen, I'm a man. I'm a man's man. No one can tell me any different. I'm an alpha 24-7. But excuse me while I put this hair up and this special little ball on top of my head. True. Yeah. It's the same thing where guys think, I'm a man. I'm a man's man. I'm an alpha through and through. And nobody can say any different. But when I go to a sporting event, I like to paint my face. So the team <laughs> knows that I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's truly a yin and a yang in the same body. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. You know what? I do think, however, skinny guys don't pull off man buns as well. Oh, see, that I can agree with. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're a scrawny dude rocking a man bun, like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> Get back to your yoga, shave your fucking head. <laughs> I feel the same way about mustaches. Do you? I don't think skinny guys look as good in mustaches as bigger guys. Huh. I feel like it's just like a different vibe. Like if you have like a chonky guy with like a big, thick mustache, you're like, oh, that guy probably like owns a few cows. Right. You know, okay. he's probably like a rancher. He's probably like hot and like manly. And then you see like a little skinny guy rocking a big, thick mustache and you're like, oh, OK, that guy's probably got a few children in his basement. <laughs> Different vibes for sure. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Right. <laughs> you know? OK. Although I am a giant proponent of, like, don't ever just have a mustache. Okay. I think it's creepy. I If I'm going to wear a mustache, it's with a very short beard. But it's never... Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's rarely that it's just a mustache. Unless I've screwed up trimming the beard, it's uh, it's rarely just the mustache. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just having a solo mustache, just, like, one little, like, streak of hair across your lip. I don't know. It's creepy looking. I don't like it. I can't ever trust a man that only has a mustache. <laughs> but they got the best candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, good Lord. I, I, where do we go? I, we just need to stop. Do we though? I, I don't want to, but I have a feeling. I could go all day on facial hair and what it means about you. Oh, well, please give us some of your thoughts. Oh God. You can't put me on the spotlight. Okay, okay. Guys with only a chin strap. Ooh, okay. You know they're fuckboys. Okay. Okay. Always a fuckboy. All right. 
guys with mutton chops. Ooh, that's a t- always the friendliest dudes you'll ever meet, and could also drink you under the table. Always. Okay. Am I wrong? I was thinking uh, they also tend to enjoy the herbal arts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just a soul patch. Mm. Okay. That guy listens to way too much Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I was thinking Creed, but okay. And it's probably going to take this way too deep, like way deeper than you want. Like, I'm just looking for some dick, and this guy's talking about, like, twin flames. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. it's a vibe. It's like, it's what you're, what you choose for facial hair. It says something about you. True. Now, now what do you feel about guys that have like crazy long, maybe manicured, but just a full thick below the clavicle beard? Um, I'm into it. It shows a lot of dedication. That is true. I don't know if you've ever seen like my porn but my previous partner had a beard that was almost down to his belt. That's um, a bit long. It is extremely long. But, I mean, it was well taken care of. It looked good. You know, I think some people, if you can pull it off, if you can grow it without it looking like you've lived in a forest for the last 15 years. Okay. All the power to you. I'm all about the beard. Because it's like it's like girls that take good care of their hair. True. Right? Like, it's just like a... Like, you have to have so much dedication. Yes. What do you feel about men that always change their look? Whether they go from, like, beard to mustache to clean shaven to, you know, long beard, short beard, but it's always evolving. I think that's totally fine. I think experimenting with your looks is like, I mean, I can't say shit. My hair changes color, like, every other week. Oh, you're not wrong. Right? I think experimenting to try and find what looks good is definitely a good thing. I think that's probably like the biggest green flag in terms of like facial hair is like always changing it. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's what I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's like a good to always be like trying new things. I think that's, that's pretty solid. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, you just said that you have that, but right. You know, just, just saying, you know, yeah says a lot about you yes. just know dear listeners if i ever meet you in person i'm judging your facial hair <laughs> and what you do in regards to public displays of affection just don't moan and we're good there you go dahlia's simple rule for not grossing out strangers <laughs> doctors hate this one simple trick <laughs> 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 oh my goodness fantastic well on that note are you ready ready for episode 500 dick no nah, not really when is it coming out is it going to be a week after this one uh no actually be less <gasps> oh my god yeah. that's so exciting i think so it's gonna be i can't wait yeah. but the listeners will have to wait until then thankfully they have this full episode of Dahlia D to get them by. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Of course. We're almost at the cum shot, guys. You can make it. That's right. You've come this far with us. You can be here for just a little bit longer. It would be devastating to stop now. That's right. Dahlia, if people wanted to find your devastation, (laughs) where do they need to go? 
Uh, all of my links can be found at www.daliad.com. That's D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E.com. And for myself, you go to dickdangle.com. And if you want to email me, dick at danglingafterdark.com. And, of course, on Twitter, at the Dick Dangle. That is where I am most active. So go over there, like some stuff, follow some stuff, enjoy some stuff. Send them videos of PDA. Easy, easy. Because I will whack off to it. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it's the person that, like, if it's someone that I know and they're either doing it or filming it. That's a guaranteed spank session for me. I'm, so, I'm going to write this down. Okay, please do. All right. So, dear <laughs> listeners, thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Dahlia D and all of the incredible performers you have heard me interview over the years. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Make sure that you are not moaning as you smell those fingers on a bus. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you hear that? <laughs> 100% I heard that. <laughs> and of course. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang> one. <laughs>